0: Hey, when does the show start? Wait wait a minute.
1: (gasps) First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh,
0: okay. In just a minute.
2: Terry Smith with Atlanta Steaks and Seafood gets so excited when another 2%er orders meat uh, from his website, atlantasteaksandseafood.com. You know he's just such a giving guy. He just wants to make sure that the two percenters have the best meats in the business. I mean, there's no subscription required for him. You can shop and ship from the comfort of your own home. Enjoy a safe, contactless del- uh, delivery. So if you're a listener, you're going. oh well, I listen to the BS. I'm not in Georgia. That's all right. You can still go to AtlantaSteaksandSeafood.com. Terry's going to ship it right to your house. Serve you and your guests because you got to have the best meats. As a grill guy, you got to have the best meats in the business. So serve your guests with confidence. Skip the crowds. You know when you go to these certain meat markets there's a long line you don't have to do any of that their steaks are hand cut from the juiciest most tender prime choice beef available and are featured in over 300 of atlanta's top restaurants so you can enjoy the same premium beef delivered straight to your door don't shortchange yourself with the hors d'oeuvre, especially the bacon-wrapped scallops and the fish that he offers. Absolutely amazing stuff. AtlantaSteaksAndSeafood.com. Make sure you mention the BS. You get 10% off. We ship it. You grill it. Purchasing a house could be the biggest decision in your life, right? For some people, it will be. That transaction, when you sit down at the table and sign, you know, hands are shaking. I know mine have been in the past. Uh, about seven, eight years ago, I met Dave Flashner with Stockton Mortgage. This guy, I've used him for all my properties. You know, you hear me talking about the Airbnbs and stuff. I go to Dave every single time because he's no bullshit. He tells you what you need to know. He gives you the numbers. He's reliable. And God, he's so accessible, which is great. I need somebody that's going to answer my call. He's going to pick up the phone when I need... Uh, some questions answered about my money that I'm spending for my house that I'm about to move into. Agree. Yeah. That's what I thought. So Dave Flashner is the guy. I know. know A lot of you have already used him since he's been sponsoring the BS and, and, and you've, you know, DM would me and you're going Bailey, you're right. This guy's no bullshit. He's great. He's fantastic. And when I say that he's the nicest guy in the world, he's just going to make sure the job is done thoroughly, quickly. And uh, and 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 realistically, like he's not going to blow smoke up your ass. You know what I mean? Five six one nine five one zero nine eight four. That's how you get a hold of Dave Flasher a Stockton Mortgage. Five six one nine five one zero nine eight four. We see it on the news every day. We read it on the internet every day, and it's a sad state of affairs. But it is true, and it's uh, you know, it's a tough pill to swallow. But uh, a lot of us, um, maybe you in particular. We got some things going on upstairs, you know, and we got to figure it out. And we just might not know who to turn to. Uh, That's why there are therapists. And that's why there are uh, people like Dr. David Markwell with Ridgeline Counseling. And he can talk to you from anywhere. I know we have uh, somebody that listens to the BS that travels quite often and started doing the teletherapy with Dr. David Markwell. Markwelltherapy.com. Uh, He's got 10 therapists who work with him at Ridgeline Counseling. If you're in the Georgia area, he's got locations at East Cobb, Marietta, near the square in McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. Uh, They offer Spanish-speaking counseling service in person, of course, in those virtual sessions that I was talking to, talking about uh, work with the kids, adolescents, and adults. But, you know, the main thing is is if you got something going on, you need to talk to somebody you don't know who to turn to or you just need to turn to a professional, highly suggest markwelltherapy.com. That's Ridgeline Counseling.
0: Markwelltherapy.com. Ugh. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. What's going on After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate. Dude. dude. Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. I I'm have a very
1: particular set of skills.
0: You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. And by god, this is the BS. Ah, yeah,
2: episode 23 of the BS. Thanks for being here. My name is Jason Bailey and in beautiful Roswell, Georgia, the Golden Scissors studio. There's Nate in Mexico. How are you, Nate? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Good, good. Brandon, Brandon, you'll be back soon. I'm doing good. You'll be back soon. I just don't feel safe yet. Even though I'm out of quarantine, I just don't feel ready. I'll let you know, though.
3: Okay. Well, my dad's sick with something, too, and he's about to take a COVID test.
4: Shit. I heard him coughing off air. Uh,
2: Who, Brandon or his dad? Brandon. Oh, shit. You haven't had it yet, have you?
3: Uh, I don't know. If you don't take the test, you can never pass it, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So you've been sick and had maybe the symptoms. You just never found out if you had it or not.
3: Nope. I took one test back in, like, June, and it was negative. Yeah. Well,
2: have you taken a test every time you've had said symptoms? No. Okay. You know that's you you not doing your part for humanity, right?
3: So every time I get a little sniffle, I'm supposed to no, shove a no, swab no. up my nose. I made
2: sure I was very clear with what I just said. When you have the symptoms of the variant, then you should get tested. I'm not saying I'm not saying freak out every time you get the sniffles or a headache. But, you know, you know when you have the symptoms. I mean, that's one thing I will say that the CDC has done actually fairly well. They've pretty much laid out what the symptoms are. I mean, to a T, to like day one through day four, you're going to have this. Day five through day... And they're pretty fucking spot on. Um But if you have those, you should get tested. And you test yourself twice unless you go to, you know, a doctor or something. That's why, like I said... You know, before in whatever episode, uh, that's why they put the two tests in the at-home kits. You test, they're both for you. And it says it on the box. You know, you take one and then three days later, two days later, you test again.
3: Okay, well, I'll probably have to do that here soon if this comes back positive.
2: Yeah, because here's the deal at my house. Um, I've now had COVID. We're pretty certain my daughter had COVID. Uh, My wife has not had COVID. She does have tiger blood, but she has not had COVID. If she got through me having COVID, my daughter having COVID, and her not getting COVID, and you're sorry dumbass comes over to the house and gets her sick, and she's in quarantine for 10 days feeling like ass-duty pops, um, and she can't go and show houses, she is not going to be happy with you.
3: Yeah, no, that's what I'm worried about. So, you know, probably, don't so fear me, sick, fear her. Yeah, yeah. but if... If he is sick, how long do I have to wait? Ten days?
2: Yeah, I mean, if he tests positive for COVID, technically you're supposed to, right, Nate, quarantine with him. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Just in case. I don't know about that one. I mean, I know that's what they tell What do I know? I'm not going to be the one that spreads bad information. My personal opinion would be, you know. But if
4: you don't have it, stay away. I mean, stay in the house, but get on the other side of the house so you don't get it if, he, if that is what he has.
2: You do have to wear a mask in your house.
4: That, you, without a doubt, you do.
2: Going outside your house, I would still wear a mask, like, wherever I go, just to be safe. The, the The point is, and this is what people miss, is it's not necessarily you getting sick because a lot of you don't fucking care. You know, it's like, I get sick, I'm tough, you know, whatever. It's like, be cool. Don't get somebody else sick. That's, that, that's from the very beginning of 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 how selfish we found out we as a as a civilization are so people just didn't give a damn about getting anybody else sick and you know what and like kind of to that defense is that that's always been our mindset you know up until you know the pandemic no one's given a fuck about going to work with the flu or the cold you know not caring if somebody else got sick or what it could possibly do to their lives Right. Nobody has ever once said, hey, you know what? I got the flu. I think I'm going to stay home. I think I have the flu. I'm going to stay home because I don't want to get anybody else sick. Have you ever heard anybody
4: say that? Yeah. But then the people say, "Ah, don't be a pussy. You got to work.
2: Yeah, well, I've never even heard anybody say it. Like, I just see.
4: You know, well, if you say like, "Oh, I don't think it's a good idea if I come in today," then th- somebody will say, "Well, you got a meeting at five, you got to, or at, at noon, you got to come in. Make sure you're there." People will give you used to give you shit for not coming in.
2: Yeah, it's like, "Oh, you just got the cold, you just got the flu." So, I mean, it's a it's a it's a different mindset of of no, you know, getting somebody else sick. So that's my point, Brandon. Just to, just you know, just don't get anybody else sick, especially my wife, because she's going to be pissed.
3: Okay, I'll do my best.
2: And if you get my dog sick, that's going to be next level shit. I mean, <laughs> we're going to have some problems because I can see you. You're like going to be the one that's zoonic, you know, in reverse. <laughs> you're going to be the you're going to be the one getting everybody at those fish markets sick, like all the animals. That you're going to give the dead <laughs> animals COVID. You're like going to be the guy that does that. A uh, couple things that uh, I want to cover on this episode. First and foremost, is our new website is up podcast the nate did a bang up job he's been working extremely hard in getting this up um, you can still get to the podcast through jasonbailey.com if you know that's your thing but podcast the uh, com is up with our uh, everybody's asking for where can i buy merch there's a shop up there go at it have at it there's all kinds of different designs and shirts and all kinds of good stuff up there that nate's uh thrown up there so anything else you want to add to that nate with the new website
4: Um, yeah, there's more than just shirts you can get, um, you know, uh, you can get a mask with our logo on it. You can get a coffee mug, you know, all kinds of things. So, uh, so yeah, a little bit for everybody.
2: All right. Uh, if you are in the Atlanta area, January 21st, there will be a benefit concert. Uh, you guys know Chuck with distinct grace, right? These are, Oh yeah. I love Chuck. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a band. Uh, they do all cover songs, but they're all, you know, former military and they don't ever get paid. They just go out and do charity events for different organizations. Most of the time, they're military-based organizations. That's actually how I, I think, originally met him some years ago, and we just became friends. Well, they're doing a benefit concert um, that'll take place for the WES Foundation. Uh, Foundation. There'll also be stand-up comedy provided by Atlanta comedian Sean Campbell, uh the it's 715 to 745 at Smith's Old Bar. Uh if you're in the Elaine area, you know where that's at. Um and then music's from eight until eleven. Uh all proceeds will go to the WES Foundation for leukemia research. It's all about leukemia research. And there's only about a hundred tickets being sold for this event. So we're asking you two percenters. If you want to get out of the house, you feel comfortable, you feel safe um and you want to listen to some great music and see some great stand-up comedy all for a good cause you can um we'll post the link on our social media but it's on freshticks.com. so you'll have to search for it probably distinct grace freshtix.com but we'll put it up on our guys can brandon would you please post this up on our social media
3: yeah what day want me to do that monday monday <laughs> yes. okay today mo- okay yeah
2: mo- yes monday today uh, and, um, if you say you bought your ticket and you're a two percenter, the entire ticket cost, which is only $10 will be donated for each one of you that attend in your name. There can be, there's going to be a sheet when you walk in that you can sign up and, uh, they can raise some extra money that way. So we appreciate any help you can do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a great cause. It's a great thing. Uh, I have a lesson that I learned that I'd like to pass on to you that was uh, kind of based off of a conversation that we were having the other day about the trolls on the My Court Caddy Facebook page and how it bothers me. You know, the, st- the trolls for radio or, you know, we haven't really gotten any for the podcast, but for trolls for radios, they never bothered me at all. I was like, I don't care what you said. You just you just never get it it's just because like, I didn't care. Um, and there was just... I just knew what you were trying to do, so I' never bought me, but with my product the my uh, my court caddy, <clears throat> I kind of do care because it 's my invention it 's never been done before it's cool if you don 't like it, just shut the fuck up don 't say anything so I hired this this company out of los angeles it's an s e o company that does digital marketing and advertising, and because of now the pop that i 'm getting across the board outside of our audience or our fans uh via the podcast or social media. You just have people that want to be dicks and they all seem to be these middle-aged women and guys, you know, with dickhead comments. I've been playing tests for years, I never need one. These, I not, 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 you know, like some 90-year-old guy can say, Oh, when I was sixteen, I didn't need a license or a car. Yeah, because they were a fucking invented asshole, but now they are. You know, <laughs> so like, you know, just shut your mouth if you don't have anything nice to say. I, I just I expect that from a twenty-two-year-old punk ass juvenile delinquent, heroin addicted, uh, beaten by his stepfather kid. But I don't expect that from like what looks like a successful 62 year old man that is sitting in retirement in sunny St. Petersburg, Florida. Um, so anyway, I was talking, I I meet with my SEO this guy, Andrew, the company's called twiz and I meet with him uh, once a week. And so the other day we were meeting and he's going, I mean, it's really amazing. Like it, it, it kind of makes me feel like shit a little bit because I do know what I'm talking about when it comes to advertising, marketing, and branding just because, one, I have a well, semi-degree in it, but two, more because I've been in the field for almost 30 years. I've, I've learned, I've seen, I've experienced, I've had successes, and I've had failures. So I've been through the ringer, which gives me street cred for that. But the digital world is a totally different ballgame. And you know, Nate, I don't even know if you know how this whole whole thing works.
4: This SEO stuff works. No, I've been doing Smart for the last eight years, so I'm a little behind.
2: <laughs> that's right. You were hired as a digital something or another, and turned into the guy that went and did Smart Marta Forgot, yeah. Oh, that, that's radio using people to the best of their ability. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so he was like, you know, what have you seen on your end? He's going through these analytics you know, the back page of the Facebook managers and the WooCommerces and all this other shit. And I'm just, I'm sitting there listening I'm learning. And most of the stuff I understand, you know, where they did test runs and this is what came back and the unique listeners and, you know, all that stuff. I get that. And he's just kind of walking me through it. And he says, well, what have you seen? And I said, well, we, we're getting orders off of mycorkaddy.com um, from people outside of Georgia, which tells me that's you. If it's in Georgia, I'm getting credit for it, uh, or Florida. If it's outside, you're getting credit for it. Yeah. And he goes, okay, fair enough. So, you know, I, like, just sent, I think, four of them to a lady in West Virginia the other day or something, you know. So this is pretty cool. But I'm also getting these trolls, I tell them, on Facebook. You remember I told you the story about, well, you, Nate, you see them, too. Yeah, because uh, you, you're, yeah, you're, you're an admin on the page. And I and I what did I tell you you guys I was like well, fuck these guys I'm I'm just blocking them right I'm going to block them and I'm going to delete their comments he tells me not to do either one of those do you know why probably what Brandon said the other day Brandon what did you say
3: I forget said any co- uh, bad comments better than no comment
4: um no because it it ups the engagement I think that's what you're saying
3: yep well you
2: talking about like if it's bad somebody's going to come to the rescue and then it's going to start a conversation that kind of thing.
3: Yeah, just just like engagement.
4: Yeah, yeah, just that it's just adding to the reach and the engagement of whether it's good or bad. I guess. Uh, Well, the engagement
2: thing is is semi correct. the The other thing about the the that's that's a different mindset. That's more of a radio podcast, the entertainment world mindset of, you know, you want somebody to go on there and start stirring the pot. And when we had that uh, diehards page, you know, there's always people on there that would stir the pot purposely. I know they would do it purposely. Not that I knew the people that were doing it. I could just see the algorithm of their post going, they're just trying to be a dick just to see what people are going to say. There's just certain people out there that do that. Yeah. Um, that's not that's not what he said. So I guess if you ever do, this is great for any businesses, especially small businesses like mine that are advertising using Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Cause it's very easy for the most part, uh, you know, I mean, there's a higher level, like to hire one of these companies to, to kind of know exactly what you're doing, but it's pretty easy just to throw out an ad it's, and it's very inexpensive. Um, he says, you don't want to block them and you don't want to delete them because if you do that, Facebook, God, what did he say? He said, Facebook uh, looks at that in a negative way. And there's a reason, but I forget what the reason was. But it's a negative way. So if you just hide the comments, if you don't want it up there, just hide it, then, oh, because of the engagement. That's where the engagement comes in. So there's still engagement, but they don't know if it's positive or negative. Facebook does not know that. The more engagements you have, the less you need to pay per ad moving forward. So you don't want to delete these people. You don't want to block these people. You want them to continue to post whatever the fuck they want to post? You just have to monitor it, monitor it. If you don't want it, just hide it. But it still lives, but nobody can see it. But Facebook looks at that as an engagement, which lowers your cost of advertising down the road. Isn't
3: that cool?
4: Yeah, makes sense. Did
3: you know that, Brandon? Yeah, to give you more organic reach. Have that you, yeah, that, organic you reach. There. That's what he yeah. said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's 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 paid reach on there and then there's organic reach and Hopefully, you want more organic reach towards the end of your campaign.
2: God, you're so smart. How did you get so smart with this stuff? You don't look it.
3: I uh, just messed around with Facebook and Google Ads for a while.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting there messing around. I became me a damn digital advertising genius. <laughs>
3: did you
4: see uh, what, what that troll guy you are talking about? I think he was like a German guy or whatever. Yeah, did you he's see what German. The, did you see what the other guy said to him the other day? No. His name is... The, the German guy's name is Heinz. And yeah. so the, the guy came back and he was like, what do you know about what do you know about tennis? You're named after ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> did the guy respond? I think so. Yeah, he called him an idiot or a loser. So, yeah, they're like arguing on there. It's kind of funny.
2: Really? I just I, I've totally missed this. I, I got to do a better job of monitoring my page, I guess. I usually get notifications. I did not get that. Or maybe I did. And I just didn't see it. Um, but uh, maybe you blocked him. Yeah. Oh well, but I'd still see his posts if if there, if he's posting, I'd
3: see it. Oh yeah, maybe right. I guess.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think so. I did block him though. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you
3: see, block him from your personal page or the court caddy page.
4: The court caddy page. Oh, yeah, then you wouldn't see him.
2: Yeah, but I'm going to unblock him. It. But I'm oh, going to okay. yeah, I'm going to unblock. But but if I block him, he can't post it. So how is somebody else commenting on it? That's what I'm saying.
4: Okay, so maybe your personal page you blocked him.
2: No, because I'm not, like, these people outside of our reach have no idea who I am. And that's, you know, that's bad for people like this because, you know, I've said this before, I've never seen anything like what we're experiencing now with this project. Like, the two percenters that listen, you guys are all in. I mean, you guys are fantastic. I've never seen the support for a... Well, I mean, I've seen it before for radio shows. I should take that back. I don't want to put myself too high up on a pedestal, but I've never, I've ne- let's put it this way, I've never experienced this kind of rabbit support for uh, a, a podcast, radio show, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Um, it, it. It's it's flattering. It's it's amazing. To my point is that these people that are being dicks on something that has nothing to do with the BS don't realize that a lot of people that follow that Facebook page support us and are going to hand these people their ass. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) so so they don't realize, you know what they're getting themselves into. And then I feel bad. Like I want to reach out and be like, dude, you can't do this. There's going to be a lot of people that are not going to like you. If you're in for a fight over something stupid, then, you know, I just, let me just tell you, I warned you. That's about it. You know? So anyway, um, all right, uh, Nate, you ready for your Mexico moment, buddy? Yep. All right, here we go. And now a Mexico
3: moment with Nate.
2: Well, sponsored by Furry Family Comfort Care, Stephanie is an amazing person. So is her staff. She's a registered veterinary tech certified in hospice and palli- palliative palli- palliative care palliative care palliative care palliative care palliative care uh, for dogs and cats with over 20 years service mobile and virtual assessments you know so if you're like going do i need to take my dog or cat to the to the vet i don't know you know you reach out to uh, furry family comfort care and they can let you know furryfamilycc.com it's like hospice for dogs extra care for dogs they offer up cold laser therapy if you're in the atlanta area for your pet uh, really just a fantastic, fantastic business, and we appreciate the support here on the show.
4: Bye. All right, Nate, your Mexico moment. Go. All right, this happened uh, actually a couple weeks ago, um, the end of last year, and a little bit more of a wholesome story. So I, um, my wife and I donated to our friend that lives in Cozumel. She runs this charity, and she's from Canada, but she runs this charity here called Charitable Tourism. And it's basically just you know, there's a lot of tourists that come down here that um, can afford better lives, and so she uh, has created this this charity so um, people that are maybe a little bit w- more well off can help some of the the struggling families here locally. Hmm. So collects money, clothing, food, whatever, and then um, periodically goes and distributes around to, to families in need. So we had uh, we had donated some money during uh, around Thanksgiving. And then right around Christmas, uh, Wanda had messaged us and said, hey, do you want to meet some of the families that you guys are helping out? And I said, sure. So um, so we got together with one of our other friends who had a car, and we went to the grocery store, got a bunch of food. Um, we you know, had clothing and everything. Because here at the grocery stores, you can buy, like I think I told you guys, you can buy like a mope, uh, a yeah, dirt bike. I saw it with um, my own two eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. You did come into oh, wait uh, a minute. Let me Let me stop you because you just before I forget,
2: did you ever hmm. return my – Snorkels that didn't fit. Did you get the money for that?
4: Um, No, we haven't been over there yet, Uh, but we should be going. I think there might be. Is there a statute of limitations on when you can return this shit? Yeah, it's like a month.
2: Uh, It's been over a month, right? I don't think so.
3: I think we went the seventh, right, through the twelfth of what? December. December is that? Yeah,
4: you're the you're the beginning of December. Yeah.
3: She's coming up on a month. That's 80
4: bucks for you right there. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, um, so we got all the stuff together. We went to the grocery store, bought food, clothing, everything. And we started going around to these families. And she was like, just to let you know, be aware. This is going to be a little sad, maybe for you. Um, They don't have much. uh, And so we went there and it, it wasn't, I mean, it's unfortunate. It wasn't sad to me because they were just so thankful to have anything. Um, uh, they're just happy that these the kids are wearing no shoes. They have they sleep on a dirt floor. They don't have obviously like air conditioning or or anything like that. Um, it's like no Brandon. electricity. It's like yeah. Br- Brandon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And but they're just so happy, and it's not like here. or I mean, in the U.S., a lot of times people are kind of too proud to take help from people. Uh, But they're, they don't have that because they've never experienced these nicer things. So they're just so happy to have anything. Um, So it was really cool. And and the the kids were really awesome. And, but they just, the the kitchen and the laundry was just in, in the front, I guess, yard. It's just like this dirt area where she would just cook outside. They had um, a washer dryer that is like manual basically. Um, But the house that a lot of them live in is, and you may have seen it like on the way down from the airport are these just kind of like cement structures because everything's made out of fucking cement here. Right. And um, so in in the house, there's this staircase that just goes up and it just ends. And it's like they were going to put up another second story and they just never finished it. Uh So after we had left, I'd asked Wanda, I was like, so what's the like story with these houses? Are they, did they run out of money to finish them or do, were they being, are they being torn down? And then these like less advantaged families just moving into these places. And she said, no, there's a thing in Mexico where if your house is under construction, you do not pay taxes on it. So that's why you see in Mexico, a lot of places that look like they're being built. They have like rebar sticking out of them. It's because if they're they're perpetually under construction, you don't have to pay taxes on your house or your property. Really? That is really, really interesting. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I never knew. That. And I saw some of the similar stuff when I went to Egypt. And so I'm wondering if maybe that's a thing that is in a, in a couple different countries where if if you're actively building a place or it's under construction, you don't pay taxes on it. Well, I think uh,
2: that's what Brendan and his neighbors subscribe to. If you've ever been over in his neck of the woods, every house has got a blue tarp on the roof and there's some <laughs> rebar hanging out and uh, I think that uh, most of your neighbors, though, think that there's no taxes on their cars if they're currently and always under construction, right? That's why they're on cinder blocks.
3: Yeah, always got to leave one wheel off. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: wow, that's fascinating. Dave. That's really, really interesting. So, what, like, uh, just quickly, what are some of the things that you brought to the kids
4: that 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 popped? Um, they really love like coloring books and crayons and stuff just cause they literally have nothing. And honestly, we asked if we could donate the masks and Wanda was like, they're not going snorkeling. Like they, they barely have anything. Um, so they love anything that they can, as a kid, you know, you want to express your creativity and everything. So they love anything that they can color and draw and, and they're in English too. So they like that as well. Cause that's part of the program that Wanda does is she's trying to teach them English. So they have, An opportunity to to help themselves out, especially in this area where it's all um, it's a lot of tourism. So you got to be able to speak multiple languages.
2: Well, there's all you know. Our our cab driver uh, when we were going to the airport, you know, she kind of escapes her village. You know, where it was, I guess, close somewhere by Mexico City, but it wasn't in the city, not in the quote unquote metro. You know, Mexico is filled with villages of. You know a group of Mexican people that don't have shit to do with the outside world pretty much, and they yeah. have their own rules and their own laws and their own standards and stuff and A lot of the small Mexico villages this coming from her um they have the rule that um well you can't you can't move out of your house until you marry a man and you don't really pick them. It's kind of like an arranged marriage, but not really. It's not like the Indian arranged marriage, but it's dad goes, you need to get out, marry that guy. And, you know, it just happens. Um, yeah. And she did not want to marry the guy that they every, everybody wanted her to marry, but she wanted to get the fuck out of Dodge. So she just goes off on her own. Um, and I guess she was with a guy or... There was some type of relationship with a a guy that was successful. He actually owned the cab company, and he owns a couple different businesses. And I I think it might be like the father of her child, but they're not together, but he still employs her and takes care of her. But that was interesting to to hear about the kind of arranged marriages that still exist in Mexico. But you know what? Like, in the United States, they still exist too, kind of. You know, I mean, traditionally, if you're supposed to go and ask the – the, the girl's father for his permission, right? And, you know, that's right. that's our tradition. Um, in the Jewish tradition, I mean, Jews don't like to marry outside of Jewish. And, and i got no problem with that. But, it, you know, when they say it out loud, but if you were to take another religion um, or another type of people— You know, especially black, white and say, I'm not marrying outside white. You know, that's fine. That's your prerogative. But you sound racist under society's standards. Unfortunately, I, I, I don't think that that's racist. Me personally, I just think it's a preference. I don't think it means you hate black people. It's just that you don't want to marry one. There's nothing wrong with that. There's plenty of black people that are saying, I don't want you with a white guy or a white girl or something like that um so i mean we have that kind of stuff that in the united states too it's just we mud- yeah. muddy the waters somehow yeah totally yeah so all right that's good stuff very very interesting all right let's talk to our guest hold up wait a minute
0: let's hear from our sponsors
2: i'm glad a lot of you are using that uh mention the bs get 10 percent off your laser engraving when you go to flying monkey firearms Uh, They do a really good job and uh, especially those pistols, you know, looks really nice with your initials. Uh, One guy had some kind of decal put into it or what they can do it all there. I mean, we're talking about uh, a a core uh, group of military and law enforcement veterans that came together with similar interests and a similar mindset. And they, you know, made flying monkey firearms, flyingmonkeyfirearms.com. So what what do they do for you? In case you just don't know, other than sponsor the BS, in which we appreciate not only that, but also their service, they repair and upgrade firearms. They're a full service gunsmith shop from assembling parts and cleaning firearms to building one of a kind guns. They really do it all. And I've seen some of the firearms that they've actually built. And it's badass. Uh, They have CNC and manual mills. Uh, laser marking capabilities, finishing services, so on and so forth. So check them out. If you're in Georgia, they're in Lawrenceville. If you want to go online and do some shopping or get a hold of them, flyingmonkeyfirearms.com. I love our sponsors on the BS because they're jobs that I know personally as uh, as a guy that tries to do it yourself. But there's I'm looking for these guys. Like if I've got some land, and a couple buddies of mine actually do have some land up in North Georgia in Blue Ridge that they're going to build a cabin. How do you find somebody to clear the land? Like, I don't even know where to start looking. But if you're listening to the BS, you know you're going to get a hold of Charles Fountain and J.H.M. Land Solutions, LLC. It is a family-owned grading, land-clearing, mulching, and tree company. He does it all. By the way, JHM represents his kids, Jeremy Hunter and May Lee, uh, in that order of birth, just so you know, in case you have uh, you're at a party and you got some party trivia with JHM land solutions. So landowners, homeowners, businesses wanting to turn their that's another thing, businesses, you're getting ready to put something up, wanting to turn your property into usable space. Your J.H.M. Land Solutions, land clearing, grading, mulching and the tree work anytime Georgia, Alabama and Tennessee. So for our listeners outside of the state of Georgia, they treat every project, big or small, the most care and strive to exceed, uh, exceed all expectations. So solutions for your outdoor space is just simple stuff. But this is the guy you go to. Right. 770 Seven seven zero two seven four ninety one twenty at seven seven zero two seven four ninety one twenty J.H.M. Land Solutions. Let technology work for you. Very excited to tell you about Ordin Financial, sponsor of the BS. This is virtual bookkeeping, you know, so it doesn't matter where you're listening to the show. And, you know, you got tax time coming up. It's going to be here before we know it. Contractors, consultants, 1099ers, side hustlers, freelancers, the self-employed, muah. Orden Financial. They've got a special website just for you because you're a two percenter. com slash Bailey. You got to reach out to my buddy, Eric. You got to do this before uh, April 15th, 2022. The sooner the better, right? Being self-employed brings unexpected challenges. They're going to make... The taxes part, well, suck just less, right? (laughs) You could do it all virtually, like I said. So if you're self-employed, still not too late to virtually meet with Ordon Financial. If you're self-employed, you can virtually meet with them and improve your tax outcome and financial wellness. Year-round tax help, recommended tax-saving strategies from the IRS-enrolled agents. They got their QuickBooks Pro Advisors and Gusto People Advisors. Go to OrdonFinancial.com slash Bailey.
0: And back to you, Jason. So we got the
2: guy, the guy, the guy behind the guy, behind the guy, behind the guy, behind the guy. Behind the guy. Uh, if everybody remembers the uh, other week, we were talking about that flight. Uh, it was what? To Atlanta from Tampa, right, Nate? Yeah. Or that was okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was a Delta flight, and it was a very interesting, quote-unquote, and I hate the fucking term Karen, but it was a Karen situation, you know, because this lady uh, gets in the face, you know, middle-aged chick gets in the face of this older dude. This older dude's like, bitch, shut the fuck up and sit down. And, I mean, they have, a like, a really good back-and-forth go at it, uh, and it goes viral. Well, how does the shit go viral? Well, somebody needs to record it, obviously, and then post it to their social media so everybody can see. Well, we got the guy behind the guy, behind the guy, behind the guy that did it. And uh, his name is Whiskey Rose. Uh, at least that's what we're calling you. I don't know if Whiskey Rose is your real name, but doesn't matter. I dig it. It's good. Um, and he's a, ta- he's a traveling tattoo artist. He's uh, currently in North Carolina, but I guess you go back and forth with Tampa. Tampa's a big tattoo. I lived in Tampa, too. I'm a Florida guy by trade, but um tampa's big for tattoos so that must be kind of oh, like yeah. you you go Both down God. you go down there and you have clientele down there is that it
1: yeah yeah definitely yeah i've lived out there i've lived out, out in tampa for about six months and then before that i was out there for another six months and i developed a little bit of clientele so i mean i i like to be able to go i can go down there and get and make some money if i need to do you have
2: any um, celebrity clientele that says, "I just want whiskey rose"? You know, being in the radio business for a very long time, uh, especially in the rock world, these guys will go to. They've got a, a usually a tattoo artist. If they have two, there there'll be one on the west coast and one on the east coast.
1: Yeah, I haven't. I haven't gotten that. Gotten that yet? I mean, I've tattooed a couple celebrities, but I haven't really developed a celebrity clientele. I would say.
2: Well, you just need one. You do a good job, in which I'm sure you yeah. did, and then they tell their buddies uh, who were the celebrities you tattooed.
1: Hey, I'm sure it's coming up soon. I'm sure it's coming up soon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can't. You can't sell. Is that like a? Is that a unwritten rule where you don't? We don't talk about your your tattooing celebrities uh, jobs.
1: Um. No. No, I just don't have any.
2: Oh, okay. All right, all right that's cool.
1: So <laughs> I tattooed my homeboy, Caskey. He's from Florida. I tattooed him. He's a celebrity to me. You know, he might not be like Lil Wayne or nothing like that, but he's signed to cash money. So.
2: Oh, okay, there you go. I'll take
1: it. Yeah, I'll, take I'll take it.
2: it. <laughs> as long as you got pictures to show, right, brother? So uh, you're on the flight, and walk us through this, okay? I've got a little bit. Actually, let me play a little bit of the audio. Yes, you- Okay, so this is your video, right? This is what we're listening to. This is your yeah. shit. Okay, all right. Drink your ass up. Don't
0: yeah, well, you dare talk to me like that. God damn it. You, stand, the you
2: stand like your I now, Well, this, okay, so this woman, for those that haven't seen the video, she's in the aisle behind the drink cart. And, yeah. Whiskey, you're kind of like butt cheek right four o'clock to her. And yeah. this old dude's, two o'clock to her sitting down with his wife. So what did what did you see before you started recording because that's where it picks up what we've played so far Well
1: I was about well I was about to get my little snack and my little <laughs> bottle of water and so I was pretty excited about that because you know I, I'm a little hungry anyway so <laughs> she uh, the lady's passing out drinks and she goes to the aisle that's right directly across from me. And they get their water. And then the, that's when uh, the woman walks up and she was like, hey, can you help me? Da, da, da. I need to get to my seat. And then the uh, stewardess, you know, she was like, oh, I can't really move this big ass carp this in the center. Um, but, you know, if you if you would have a seat in the back, I will get to you as soon as possible. Like, you know, very politely, all that kind of stuff. And then that's when the lady just went all the way left and made some crazy comments. So, you know, saying, she's not going to sit in the back like Rosa Parks type, like, and it was just off the wall. And then that's when the, that's when, um, Russell, which is the 80 year olds, 80 year olds man's name. Uh, that's when he was basically like, you need to have respect for, uh, he said, I don't care if you don't have respect for yourself, but have respect for other people on the plane. And then that's when she turned around and started wailing off with words and you, and just like, so I'm so like, believable.
2: I'm team Russell on this one. Like I agree with this dude 110%. Oh yeah, team Russell
1: all the way. Let's...
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it, it, that, that drives me insane when people think that they can commandeer an entire plane just yeah. because they're not getting their way. It is the most, exactly. it's one of the most selfish actions a person can do. You know, I mean, Nate, you were talking about, um, I forget which episode, but you're, you know, like getting on a plane and, you know, people not waiting their turn to get their luggage and getting out. And you actually, you'll say something to them, won't you?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They said that, and that's what that's what I really liked about Russell. Like I, you know, I often him, take him out to dinner and stuff like that because I really liked the way he <laughs> he, like he was. You know, he's he's de- You could tell he's dealt with a lot in his life and all this kind of stuff. And when that happened, he was just he got fed. He had time today. He had time that day, and he let her know every she. And then she said, "You can't talk to me. That you can't talk to me that way." And Russell's, like, I'm 80 years old. I'll talk to you any way I want to. <laughs> 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 Let's, hear st-
2: like, yeah, <laughs> Let's hear some more of this lady. Stand your ass up. Stand your ass up. Sit down, Karen. Karen? You're a
0: goddamn no. Karen. Sit down. Sit down, Karen. Sit down, pussy. Ma'am. Pussy, no, you're the pussy. Ma'am. Oh, no, you're right the down, ma'am. ma'am, do you want the priest to meet you on the ground? What about ma'am? him? Mask up. Yeah. You yes,
2: yes, you. on a scale of one to 10 whiskey rose how shocked were you with 10 being the way shocked when old russell throws out not only bitch but pussy
1: I really i wasn't really that shocked i mean you, i mean a little bit i could say a little bit i was like oh shit it's really going down like you know <laughs> but i was i was more or less worried about like I need to get this footage. Like, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't. Now, when she hit him, I was like, oh, all right, she's going to jail. All right, but anyway. And then, you know, it wasn't really, I, I've, dealt, I've, been in, I've been in multiple situations in my life where it's like, you know, it's not really, it's, it's more drastic than that. So when that happened, I was like, okay, somebody's going to jail, but like, not me. So I'm going to just keep recording. And the stewardess actually told me to stop recording in the middle of the bit. That's why it's two videos. And um I basically he told me to stop recording, I was like, okay. And as soon as he turned around, I clicked it back on. I was, No, I need to get this. But it wasn't it wasn't um uh, it wasn't a shock. I mean, I I'm, I'm I mean, my grandmother is, is a fox. <laughs> so I'm de- I'm 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 fine with old people cussing and using yes. bad language. Like she is so, so anyway. <laughs> this,
2: this, this lady um, that that's flipped out this so-called Karen, um, which we've learned like she's a at one time a wannabe actress and and she was like an ex-NFL cheerleader for a minute and blah, blah, blah. And so we kind of know. She's
1: also, an like Ex-Playboy.
2: Yeah. Ex-Playboy chick. So we kind of know what type of woman she is. You know, she's yeah. she's looking for the leg up and she just hasn't found it yet. And times are running out. Um, yes. So she's got a big chip on her shoulder. Uh, really, really pissed off at the world. When you were filming, did she see you filming and did she um, say anything to you before, during no. or after?
1: No, she didn't say anything. She didn't say anything to me. She didn't say anything to anybody that was caught. She was, she was intoxicated and she had this heart and I'm, I'm pretty sure she was on some other medication. Cause I've seen it before this, this lady had a hollow look in her eyes. Like it just, like there's a person, but there's nobody in there right now. And she would thought it was, and I'm, I don't know, maybe her habits of living life and how she's treated other places might've got her somewhere in life, but you can't be doing that shit on a plane. Yeah. like.
2: Well, she's a, she's yeah. a, she's an elitist and she yeah. thinks she's better than everybody. And, yeah. and she, you know, if she, if she asks and she thinks she's asking politely, then she wants her way. And if she yeah. can't have her way, then she belittles people and she'll yeah. stay s- stupid shit like the Rosa Parks comment. And, you know, thank God there's people like Russell that still exist, in my opinion.
4: Oh, yes, you know, for sure.
2: Like, you know, sure. I, I, I don't want any drama in my life. But I got to you know, mad. First off, you got, you should respect your elders, right? Russell wasn't doing anything enjoying his flight. You know, respect your elders. And then second off, uh, you know, put people, make them hold. I talk about this all the time. Hold people accountable for their fucking actions. You know, you don't run this shit. You know, there's more of us than there are of you. The majority will rule. Um, Here's a little bit more of this crazy one.
0: As soon as we get later, going
2: to jail. He's. She's already hit him, right? And I think spit on him by this mm-hmm. time, right? She hit yes. and spit on him.
1: She hit after after Russell called her a bitch. That's when she hit him. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Would you call me?" And then threw. You know when you know when you punch somebody in your dreams. That's kind of how. So she hit him with that, and then that's when he was like, you're going to jail.
2: Yeah. Nate, how would you react? If, if you're Russell, okay, you don't have the cool old guy thing going for you, but you got the cool 30-something-year-old tank top hat on backwards thing going for you. You're sitting on the plane with your wife, high as fuck, wanting the munchies like I'm assuming White Whiskey Rose wanted his, and this bitch comes up and starts Rosa Parks in and blah, 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 blah. Do you say something to her, and if so, what do you say to her?
4: Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. And I would I would say the same thing that, that Russell did. And, and I think most people today know as long as you don't touch somebody, you can kind of get away with saying almost anything, because the first person that puts their hands on them or spits on them or whatever, they're the one that that's getting arrested. So and especially being an old man, you can just say whatever the fuck you want and people are going to get mad. They're like, oh, he's old.
1: If Russell didn't
4: say
2: something, whiskey, would you have said something to her?
1: Yeah, I would have. Yeah. I would have been uncomfortable doing it because, like, look at me. You know, I've got tattoos in the center of my face. Like, I got them on my eyelid. But I would have definitely said something. I was so close to because the, the stewardess lady was very was like sixty five as well. So I don't like the pushing up on ladies, and then the the whole respecting it, respecting the other people on the plane. I'm strong about that. My mother, my mother raised me right when a sense of have respect for people around you and if it, it you know, if you can't respect yourself, excuse yourself. Um, so I would have definitely said something. I don't know. I, I would hope it did it, it wouldn't have went like that. Cause it wouldn't, I wouldn't have been so cool, calm and collected like Russell. I'm just being honest, mm. but I, it's a, I don't know. i really don't know how that situation would have went. I would have definitely said something though. I so I would have probably went along the lines of sit your ass down, but I don't nobody <laughs> care what you got to say. Just sit your ass down. like
2: You know, I, I wonder if I could go back, if I could quantum leap the situation, I would love to have seen how the public, uh, i.e. social media, would have teed this up if Whiskey Rose would have been in Russell's seat because he's automatically going to be stereotyped. young yeah. guy. Talk semi thuggish tattooed from from top. Oh top.
1: yeah, and I'm wearing this. And I'm wearing <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely judging me. <laughs> they're definitely judging me. So he's
2: gonna <laughs> get judged in the public eye, and I wonder if he, Whiskey, would have become the bad guy in this situation just because of the way he looks and talks. What do you think, Whiskey?
1: I definitely agree. I think so. I definitely <laughs> agree. The media the look, I did a couple I did a couple of interviews with the news and stuff like that. And the media blew things out of proportion. They were saying that the, the stewardess was using quick thinking and used the cart to uh, stop the fight, which didn't happen. My man couldn't do nothing. They had to get the air marshal up to stop the, whole, stop the whole shenanigans. And then they said it was a fight over mask, when it really wasn't. It was just a fight over respect, uh, I believe. The mask thing came later when she just wanted to be pushy and try to give orders after she's the one being told to put her mask on because Russell was eating; he's allowed to have that. Mm. He's allowed to have his mask off. She just wanted to quote him, let her nuts hang. That's um, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs>
2: was the was the black guy at the end of your video? Is that the air marshal?
1: That is the air marshal. He was very he was very pissed off about having to get up and do that chick because they are not supposed to be used for shit like that.
2: That's what I was just about to say. Very interesting because he didn't get involved until he had to get involved. He had
1: to. They they asked him the the stewardess asked him, signaled him up to the front to help because he couldn't do it himself. And, you know, all the other people you could see people people's faces and wanting to help, but like you can't really do nothing because in it you're not you're not in that in that position to de escalate the situation with with kind of like anything physical because as soon as you touch somebody like that she's assault she's popping you with charges just as fast as just as fast as she got them you know so
2: you've got to be a really really good talker to de escalate yes, a situation like that a
1: great negotiator for sure because great.
2: as soon as you stand up you're already showing aggression and now the flight attendant doesn't know if they want another person to be involved or if they want help. So they're going to say something to you. So now you got a three way, four way thing going when you're just trying to help and you know, yelling at her is not going to do anything. So So what do you say to her? You know, it's kind of a damned if you do damned if you don't. There's nothing you can do and and and, and take it a step farther. These air marshals, I had a buddy that was an air marshal, and you're right, they're only no one's supposed to know who they are, what they do. They're there for one thing and one thing only, and that's so nobody fucking blows the plane up. and, yes. and so these little tiffs with stupid people are now now, if you're a bad guy and you want to know who the air marshal is on the plane, send a decoy, a couple decoys to fight. To get the air marshal up, then you know who the exactly. guy with the gun is on the plane. Yeah, nice job, Karen. You fucked that whole thing up. Thanks. You know.
1: Yeah, she. It was, it was definitely a. You could tell it stressed the man out, and her being what she was. Like as soon as she, as soon as he grabbed her, though, she knew to shut the fuck up. She shut the hell up and got zip tied and sat the hell down in the back, right where she didn't want to go.
2: Yeah, that guy at the end, uh, the air marshal. He he wasn't. I was like, I bet you that's an air marshal. He looks like
1: he's there to handle. Oh yeah. he st- had the little fancy earpiece in and all that. Oh, did he? Did he? Uh,
2: yeah. A little bit more whiskey roses video of this chick.
0: Uh, bitch. Uh, uh, bitch piece of she shit. He's a pussy. Sit, sit down, and, and, and Sit down, Karen. Sit down, she, punch she, she punched me. Put your fucking mask on. Tell him to put his mask on. Put your fucking mask on. She punched, hand. Hand. punched she me. She scratched my face. See? I wanted to fuck out Put your fucking mask on. Put your fucking mask on. Put yours on, bitch. I won't put my mask. I, will my mask on.
2: I bet you that guy. One, he's 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 an import from up north. There's no doubt about it. He's got some north in him because you could hear yeah. you could hear it and he's like, "Put your fucking mask on." He's got a little yeah. New Yorker in him. Uh, most likely, he's ex-military because he ain't dealing with shit. And his wife grabs his face and like squishes his cheeks together. and Is like, "You gotta stop this." He's like,
1: "No." She scratched. She scratched him. Did she really? Yeah, yeah, she scratched. Yeah, the yeah the lady, the woman's grabbed grab Russell's face and scratched, like mushed his face and scratched him.
2: You are talking about his wife, right? Oh,
1: his wife. No, oh, the, his wife. Yeah, the, the lady. I didn't that, see his wife grab him.
2: Oh yeah, yeah the lady next to him. Well, I'm assuming was his wife. She's like, yo, yes, trying to get him to you know calm down.
1: Oh, calm down. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see none of that. I was more or less focused on them too. But yeah, yeah, nah, she was. I, she was very stressed out. She that she was the wife was very stressed out. I even asked how she was doing after the whole video and after the airplane situation and stuff like that. She was very stressed out, but so she how, was proud of her husband, though. How, how long? She was definitely proud of her husband.
2: So the flight from uh, again, this was going a Delta flight from Tampa to Atlanta, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so you're looking at hour and a half, hour and forty five minutes tops. How far into the flight takeoff from Tampa did this start?
1: Uh, as soon as they, as soon as we got up in the air and the seatbelts came off, wow. that's when she headed to the back and went to the bathroom. And they started serving, and then she came out, and that's and that's where it all started. We just got up to altitude, to flat altitude.
2: So so what did the the, the flight continue to Atlanta, right? Yes. Okay. Did they come on the loudspeaker? The captain come on and say, "Hey, we're gonna you know you, a lot of times in situations like this they go faster and you can feel it." I've been on a yeah. flight from Atlanta to Tampa, actually, where there was a medical emergency as soon as we hit altitude. And I was like, this thing's hauling. You can feel it's like we we're going over speed bumps the size of cows because we were yeah. going so fast. Did they do that? Did they come on the uh, loudspeaker, the captain, come on and tell everybody?
1: No, we didn't get anything over the loudspeaker. Uh, I know they, they they said some things like, we're going to be it. Like they, they were more persistent on timing. Um, than anything. Like we're going to be landing in Atlanta in 55 minutes. We're going to be landing in Atlanta in 45 minutes. Like get almost like a, a checkup on like how far to, Oh my God, how much longer type you Gotcha. Um, but they didn't, they didn't do anything like that. They just gave us a checkup on time. That's it. Okay. Uh, so, I have a question. Yeah. Go ahead. Can I smoke?
2: Yeah, of course you can. You can do whatever you want. All right, cool.
1: Yeah. I didn't
2: know it's a, it's a The podcasting is a totally different world, brother, man. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Uh My, right. my, my partner, Nate, lives in Mexico. and um,
1: Oh, that's lit.
2: Yeah, he lives in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. And if you're ever down there uh, and you're without, I'm sure Nate could help you find your with.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. If yeah, I'm, I'm ever in Mexico, homie, I got you, man. We can go get some coronitas and senoritas. <laughs> That's right.
2: <laughs> so so the the you know, you're you you just get to altitude, this happens, the air marshal restrains this woman. You've got the rest of the flight. She's zip-tied, I'm assuming, in the back next to the air marshal. They moved some people around. right where she
1: didn't want to sit. The same seat she did not want to sit in, she got her ass sudden.
2: Really? Did she say anything the rest of the flight, and how did the flight end?
1: No, she sat back there and played nice with the air marshal.
2: Oh. Did she talk to him? Did you see him talking?
1: Oh yeah, they were having a nice little conversation back there. Yeah, I wonder what they were talking about.
2: Did you know I was like once in Playboy? Like, I'm kind of still alive. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'm pretty sure it went something like that. I'm pretty sure. Oh my god. As soon as we got off the plane though, they had like eight, eight Atlanta PD officers waiting on her at the door.
2: And did she go kicking and screaming or was she cool?
1: No, she went, she went nicely. They put those nice little shiny bracelets on her and put her in the car.
2: What was it like? I'm sure she was escorted off first before everybody, right?
1: No, no. She was the last one to go and they didn't bring her out into the airport. They, you know, that little side, they just took her down those stairs and then a PD was waiting on her down there.
2: So did Russell say anything else when he was departing the plane?
1: Um, no, I mean, we were just asking if he was okay, um, I told her I, I sent him my video so he could use it for for whatever he wanted to do with the investigation, whatever. Um, and then the re- and then I kept the video to myself because I knew what I was about to do with it. Um, and then he, you know, it, it, he stayed. In, I think he, he stayed in the airport for I think two hours, uh, taking phone calls, doing um, Zoom meetings with news channels and stuff because it blew up. It blew up quick. Especially on his end. Um, he was just sending me videos yesterday how it was on Tampa on Fox thirteen news in Tampa. Mm. Um he would, you know, it, I do I do know that I do know that it did not it wasn't like crazy like the biggest situation going on, but you could definitely tell that when you got to Atlanta airport the security at the TSA had definitely tightened up.
2: Does he live in Atlanta?
1: No. Uh he lives in Tampa.
2: Oh, what was he doing in Atlanta, you know?
1: Uh, family. It was right before Christmas. Everybody was on, like, it was the 23rd. Everybody was fly, either flying home or flying to family, and it was just a, that was the bad, that was the worst timing she could have had to pull anything like that, because she missed Christmas. She missed New Year's. She's got federal federal felonies now. Like, the FBI, the FBI was telling me that, I mean, not the FBI. Russell told me that the FBI called and he's gonna like they're flying him out for her trial, like it's a very serious deal. Like, you cannot go doing stuff like that on a plane because this lady's life is like completely ruined now. So, where does the all tri- because she wanted to get all because she had one too many mimosas and one too many Xanax bars? She wanted to. You know.
2: <laughs> so, so where does the trial happen if you're in the air? Does it happen back in Tampa or does it happen in Atlanta?
1: You know, I it's it's federal, so it doesn't. It's just I guess it depends on what courthouse they want to want to use. But you can you can catch any one of them any one of them charges. Go to any courthouse in in the U.S. Yeah, for those sure. for those charges, wherever they want to put you at. Is, I,
2: I'd like to uh, have Russell in on. a hot air balloon. I'd like to have Russell on the show if possible. Whiskey Rose, if you could help us hook that up, so
1: next time he's I can at, definitely do that. Next, I can definitely do that.
2: Next time he's in Atlanta, I want to take his. Uh, him and his wife out to dinner and thank him for for dealing with stupid. The one thing I didn't like the after effects of this is, you know, you just mentioned I saw that they were on Fox 13 and everybody automatically associates Fox 13 with a certain political way of thinking when, to be honest with you, the affiliates are not like the national. And I used to work uh, directly with, well, Fox 35 in Orlando was my go to you know, because I had such a great relationship with them, and I would be a contributor on that. Not to, That doesn't mean I believe in what people think you're supposed to believe. And the same goes for Fox 13. They're just, you know, affiliates of Fox. That's all they are. But, you know, it started to become this, you know, like everything else in the world, a political right and left, you know, and Russell's on the right and this woman's on the left. And it's not that. You know, I wish people would would get smarter and realize this is this is a case of common sense and lack of. This is stupid and not stupid. That's what this is. Yes. There's nothing more, nothing less. You have an 80-year-old man that's just trying to get from point A to point B, has lived a great life, I'm a sh- I'm sure of it, and then this bitch is ruining it for everybody, and Russell's the only person that had the balls to say something to her until yeah. Whiskey Rose was about to stand up, you know? So uh, that kind of bothered me. So you get off the plane. Were you questioned, too? Did you have to, do, like as soon as you got off, give the video to everybody or what?
1: Nah, I gave the video to Russell and that was all I needed to do. I did not want to talk to nobody. I was not, I just, I'm the guy that was recording. I'm not in, it. I just kept my distance from that. Yeah. Um, but I was glad to help Russell because I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a, by any means, I don't like snitches. I don't like anything like that. Like if I don't like associate with any type of police, nothing like that. But I do respect my elders. My, my, my real father is 83 years old mm. and I'm only, I've just turned 28. So yeah. put that in perspective. So I grew up like an older person. It's like my, that's like my dad, you know? So when I, so when all that happened, I was, I was more or less like rooting for Russell the whole time, no matter what happened. And oh, go, know, go back uh, to,
2: hold on, go back to something you just said. Did you say, what did you say about the cops? You're not a big fan.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the cops or anything like that. Like, why, why, is period, that? What, why is that? Why
2: is that? Why
1: is that? Um, I've just because I've had I've dealt with crooked cops and all this kind of stuff my whole life, and just being, and once I get once I started dressing myself in tattoos, a lot of things changed for me. When I was when I was when I when I had done time when I was younger at 16, I did three years. And then got out. And that's when I started, you know, that's when I really picked up tattooing. I really got serious with tattooing because I had found that while incarcerated. And it changed my way of thinking, my life, patience, all this kind of stuff. And then when I did my apprenticeship for the tattooing, it taught me discipline and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, that was good for me. I became a different person. I wasn't that criminal anymore. I wasn't that, that person who was doing all these things that he should not, had no business doing, you know? And then... Once I started dressing myself in tattoos, which is, to me, a uniform of a tattoo artist, they they started just picking picking me off. Like, I've, I've literally been driving on the road, going to speed limit, all that kind of stuff, and just getting pulled over for no reason. They, they don't even run, they don't even check my license, nothing like that. They just take me out of the car and search my car. Try looking for whatever. Well, I'd, you know?
2: say, I'd say to you, just like I was saying about this this Russell situation, where people today more than ever kind of put it in this big pool versus a case by case basis. There's always going to be bad apples. You're always going to have a bad situation. Every single one of us has had a yeah. bad situation with a certain type of person that, for the rest of your life, you could have easily discounted either that community, that race. That occupation, so on and so forth. It's just you've got to move past that and know that it, it, there's no way that the majority could be that. You know, especially you. You are way too smart of a guy to fall into that trap. And I respect yeah. you for serving your three years and then getting your life back on track. I like you a lot. I think you've like one of the coolest fucking
1: dudes I've ever met. So, I appreciate it, man. So uh, I just, I, I
2: just don't, you know, because I'm, I am a fan of the cops, but I do know. You know, and I backed the blue, but, but I, I,
1: I said crooked cops. Oh. I said crooked cops. Well,
2: there you go. You and I are I, on the same page. I, I, right? I
1: respect, I respect, I respect the the respectable law enforcement. My brother, my brother is actually a canine in South Carolina. Oh really? So yeah. So, so like, I respect, I respect the police. I'm not a, I'm not like a, you know, FT. I mean, I do have a tat- tattoo, but that's another story. <laughs> I do have a tattoo, but you know, uh, I respect the ones. I respect the ones who do their job and want to make the community better. Because I respect anybody that wants to make the community better. Because this is what we live. This is what we call home. You know. So if you're if you're for that, then I'm for you. But if you're just out to make out to make people's life hard, or just you know, yeah. let your nuts hang on people. Let your authority. Let you know abuse your authority. You know, get that sense of power. Like a power trip. I hate. I hate power trips, man. So, I agree. I agree. Uh, I don't like I don't like people like that. But you know that's that's also goes for anybody that does that kind of stuff. I don't like people abusing power and all that kind of stuff. And you know I feel like that's what that I don't know. that's what Karen was doing. Man was abusing, <laughs> thinking she can abuse her power or whatever she had. Like and she had no clout, so I nobody knew who she was. So I don't know why she thought she was important. But let's, let's call her
2: let's call her Playboy 1987 page twenty four.
1: Because She was
2: (laughs) Uh, before we let whiskey rose go. Nate, you got any questions for whiskey
4: rose? Uh, Yeah, when they so when they um, zip tied her or whatever and put her in the back, did they put a mask on her? Because that's what she was bitching about. But she didn't have a mask on when she was yelling
1: at Russell about having a mask. Not yes, it. they made sure her mask was up, man. I, <laughs> one of the funny. one of the ladies that I was sit that was sitting across from me actually said something about that while I was on the plane, and we peed back there, and she definitely had her mask on. That's, oh, funny. that's funny. Brandon, <laughs> yeah.
2: question for whiskey.
1: Uh, yeah, Russell said you're double going to jail. Is that a thing? Can you double go to jail, bro? That is what, <laughs> yo. I lost, I lost my shit when he said that, man. I, I, I gotta be honest. I was, I was like, you know, I was like, that's it doesn't happen like that. But hey, you know, she definitely is going to jail. If, you, if she would, if she had any chance of not going to jail when she hit him after she spit on him, she was definitely going to jail. So maybe that's what he meant, but <laughs> couldn't find the word for it. Double
0: going to
2: jail.
1: <laughs> double, yo, that. I'm glad you brought that up, because I'm bro. that is so funny. Yeah, when I heard that, I was like, all right, just roll with it. Yeah. So,
2: so life is funny. You know, you're on a plane from point A to point B, and you have all different walks of life. And because of one person's situation, like here's the optimist in me, um, because of one person's situation and the stupidity that they have and they portrayed, you've got the walk of life of – 80-year-old Russell and his wife now befriending to the probably end of days, uh, Whiskey Rose. You know, two tote like never in a million years would those two never have come together. In a million years. Never. You would have never had anything in common to talk to each other, understand each other. And it sounds like you and Russell talk quite often and have become pretty yeah. good friends.
1: We actually do. Yeah. yeah, we actually do. I like I said, I will i when I told him when I get back to Tampa and whenever he's in town, I'd love to take him out to a nice dinner. Like, uh, just to, cause, uh, cause exactly like that. You never know what type of human you're going to come across and what type of person who may be, who uh, you could be, a, not, a, not if they're a benefit to you, but you could be a benefit to them in some type of way. No where, You know, whether it's mentally, um, you know, anything like that, even, even financially, sometimes people need a couple dollars to get by, man. It's 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 all on making it, learning it from mistakes, or gaining from what you built. You know, mm. you could either you could either loan money and never get paid back, or you could loan money and get paid back tenfold and even more. And then that that just <laughs> yeah. So you know you know, and me and me and my me and my brother, we we know all about that. So we're we're definitely we' are it's definitely one of those things man so that's why when me and, when I started talking with Russell and all that kind of stuff and we really just we really just um had an understanding about he's really, Russell's like me he's very big on respect um and he is X-men he is, um so you know yeah I guess that's what really attracted me to Russell was you know he's uh he's a stand-up guy and I like stand-up guys he's a, he, I He reminds me of, his demeanor reminds me of like a good fellow. Almost, you know, so
2: yeah, that's why I said he's got a little, I think, New York in him. He's definitely yeah, got, he's a,
1: he's a, yeah, he, and he's a head held high kind of guy, mean, Yeah, I got he's it. A, yeah. Um,
2: okay. all right. Well, that's a great story, man. Um, it, it, do you have, uh, like, how can people find you on social media? Or, I mean, because um, I'm sure you travel to do a tattoo if somebody wanted you. We got a big reach. Oh,
1: yes, definitely. I fly. I just like, oh, I just was flying up North Carolina to do tattoos. Um, yeah, you could definitely, uh, Get me on whiskey tattoo. W h i s k e y tattoo with two T's, Mm -hmm. like it's supposed to be spelled. Um, Two T's and two O's. Um, And then I don't really use like Facebook like that. Whiskey tattoo on Instagram is like the best way you can possibly find me. And you can uh, you can go to my email. My phone number's on there. Uh, you can DM me, comment, whatever. I get back to everybody. I'm not, uh, I try to reach I, I try to reach back to everybody that comes in contact with me.
2: All right. Well, hopefully get some business out of this. Uh, okay. well, we I, can,
1: I appreciate it, man. We can, yeah, I can't, wait to, we, we can't can, wait to spread the word on y'all for sure.
2: I appreciate that. And when you're in Atlanta... You get a hold of Brandon, get a hold of one of us, and we'll get you in the studio here, the Golden Scissors studio. I'd love to meet you and go out to lunch with you. Hey, a, yeah, spicy definitely, food.
1: man. Definitely. I'm actually originally from Atlanta, so that's oh. that'll work. What part yeah, I got I got, I got, got peoples people's in Atlanta right now, man.
2: What part of Atlanta are you from?
1: Uh, we've lived in Woodstock, Marietta. Yeah. Uh, I lived in Decatur for a while.
2: Yeah, and now you're but, in Tampa. I live there, too. Jesus. We're, you and I, have, uh, other than the face tattoos, so much in common.
1: Uh, we're, yeah, we're the man. same guy. <laughs> hey, I, I can hook you up with a face tattoo, man. Just let me know when you're ready.
2: Yeah, you know what? I think uh, my wife and I were talking about that the other day. On my deathbed, I'm going to get one, like, right before I die. That's how I'm going to go out. As
1: weird as it may sound, I'll do it. Whiskey has got to be there. I got uh, you, brother. Just call me, man. <laughs> hey, man,
2: happy new year. Thanks for your time, and we'll talk soon. All right, brother?
1: Hey, happy new year. Y'all stay safe, man. Stay dangerous.
2: All right. See you, buddy.
1: Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our
0: sponsors.
2: All right, fellas, enough of this dilly-dallying around with our health. It's uh, no joke. You know, you got to get serious about it at some point. And as the as uh, y- the older you get, the less time you find yourself going to the gym, eating better, so on and so forth. At 46 years of age, you know, when I found out for the first time when I went to Newbertese Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs, Georgia, that my testosterone was so low, you know, according to the federal government, I'm fine. But in real life, not good. And it was really because of my sleeping habits at the time. So Newbertese Men's Wellness League is a men's wellness facility for guys and guys only in Sandy Springs, Georgia. Not to say that they can't help you if you're listening to the BS uh, anywhere else in the world. You can reach them at menswellnessleague.com, and they can have a virtual consultation with you. So, you know, we want to boost that energy, strength, muscle focus, confidence, longevity. Whether it's testosterone maintenance, uh, medical weight loss, IV vitamin cocktails, erection correction, they do it all there, They're going to give you a deal because you are a special person, because you listen to the BS. So right now, uh, the Wellness Combine is $99. bucks. can not beat that. That's $200 off the regular price. Plus, mention my name, Bailey, B is in boy, A-I-L-E-Y. You're going to get 10% off that price. Again, menswellnessleague.com. There's a uh, book a call button right there on the homepage. Just hit that. One of the jobs that I've always found it difficult to find somebody uh, that I that I like, like right out of the gates, is a, is a contractor, uh, and that's just me personally. You know, if I'm doing a deck or a basement remodel or HVAC installation, all that stuff, like who's the guy that I can trust? Well, I'm telling you right now, I'm vouching for him. David and Rockland Contracting LLC. He's a great guy, veteran owned. That tells you a lot right there. Established in 2009. He actually specializes in deck design. They've got this amazing 3D software. Like you'll see what your deck's going to look like before it's done. So no, uh, no surprises there. Also, the basement remodel, new HVAC installation, interior, exterior painting. But he's the guy. You know, you've got a vision. Uh, for your property, your investment, he's gonna make that vision come to life, make it a reality, and you're gonna walk away being very, very proud of this. And it may not be today you're thinking about doing this, but you have it, you are thinking about it. Get a hold of them today, lock them down, at least have the conversation. Rockland Contracting LLC.com is the website. You can give them a call. It's a new phone number, 678-879-3867. 678-879-3867 Rockland Contracting. Oh boy! One of our newest sponsors to the BS Acupressure of North Point. Uh, for years, most of you have heard me talk about getting my Asian man rubs at the North Point Mall in Alpharetta, Georgia. They—it's the first time I ever had a dude massage me. <clears throat> and, you know, I'm not laying down. They—they they do the laydowns on the table there in the mall. They had a brick and mortar, and then they got in the middle of the mall. You've probably seen them—the red shirts, you know, red, uh, you know, collared shirts when you go up there. It is without a doubt the best massage I've ever had. You know, I do uh, 30 minutes for the feet. For They've helped me pretty much get rid of my plantar fasciitis. And then 30 minutes in the chair. I like to do the chair. And it's great. Great rates, great people, uh, great customer service. So it's just not a simple rub-down massage. Uh, they do the deep tissue and the roots, the traditional Chinese medicine. Again, North Point Mall. They're down where the Sears used to be. There's like a dino world there now. Um, so you can find them there. 5% off of your rubs, of your of your massage, if you mention the BS. Acupressure of
0: North Point. Oh, love these guys. And back to you, Jason. I'm going
2: to start a Whiskey Rose fan club, and I'm going to be the president.
4: <laughs> I, I just love the guy.
2: I think that he looks cool. I mean... None of us could actually pull it off, but can you imagine being Whiskey Rose for a day, but in your body, with your life?
4: No. With
3: face he candy definitely candy. looks like a,
4: yeah. a Florida guy, though.
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah. he, I know he's from
4: North Carolina, but he, he fits right in in Tampa.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he looks like the mixture of a Florida... No, I don't want to say that, because that's rude. I was, I'd be joking, but I don't know how things would come across. Because he's a very nice guy. Very intelligent guy. I liked him a yeah. lot. And he hooked us up uh, during that conversation with Russell, the old guy, from the video, which we'll have on this Friday. So that's cool. So you get back-to-back the whole story, nothing but the story, so help you God, of the viral video of the crazy midlife crisis bitch meltdown on the Delta flight. Uh, And I can't wait to talk to Russell because I don't even need to talk to him to tell you that I love him. Uh, I love everything there is about him, you know, standing up for him, standing up for everybody on the plane. You know, I just want to know how much trouble he got in with his wife because his wife looked pissed, you know, because in the video, she grabs his jaws and like, it was like, stop husband like that. So she looks like, uh, you know, she put him in the doghouse for a minute or so. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I got to tell you that being free from quarantine and it's been, you know, it's been about a week now, but, you know, Nate, when you got COVID, you quarantined, but you still worked because we were working from home. Did, did you ever feel like you were trapped?
4: Um, not really, because that was the time when there, nobody was working. You couldn't go anywhere, but the it was lockdown, so or it was a shelter in place, so there was nowhere to go. Nothing was open.
2: Okay, um... Yeah, that's right. So like we all were kind of in the same boat. I can't sit still like I wish I could. I wish I could be the guy that sits on the couch and just watches television and watches movies all the time. I just I'll always find something to do. I just I've always thought that even as a kid that I mean, as a kid, believe it or not, like at seven, eight years old, I would write a list for things to do during the weekend. (laughs) <laughs> I, mean, that's what she, I would, I would, I mean, I know shocker Bailey organized and have an itinerary, but I would, I, I would write out a list and okay, I got to clean up my GI Joes. got to clean up my star Wars. I'm going to go fishing. We're going to do uh, play guns at three. Um, I'm going to have some lunch, you know, at uh, two thirds. I, mean, I would have an itinerary almost every weekend. I do that. So this quarantine thing. It drove me insane. And I, you know, I've got a good size house. i got plenty of shit to do around the house. Obviously you can come down to the studio. I didn't feel like doing it the first part of it, but there, there's something weird that has happened now that I'm out of quarantine. And I, and I can't quite put my finger on it. I feel like a different person. It's like, I appreciate freedom more because that first day when I got out of quarantine, I was like, I, my, I told my wife, I'm like, I'm, I, I'm just going somewhere. Where are you going? I don't know, but I'm going somewhere. And I was like, do you want me to go buy you a shirt? Do you need shoes with something at the grocery store? I'm out of here. And then all these good things started happening to me in the days that followed. And I don't know what it is. It's like once you survive COVID, and I know it sounds overdramatic. I didn't survive it, but I got through it. I know a lot of people have survived it and some people haven't survived it, which is sad. I'm not trying to get deep on you here, but you know, once you get through COVID, to me, I feel like a layer has been shed from me and there's like this new positive energy. Does that sound weird?
4: I think it's like, because it's it's different with um, with COVID when you recover and you, maybe you take a couple of days before you can get out of quarantine. But usually like when you're sick, you can't go anywhere. And once you feel better, then you want to, you have the same feeling. You want to go somewhere and do something. But I think it's the fact that And then that's usually when you feel bad. But so with this, when you don't feel bad, but you still can't go anywhere, I think that's when you get antsy. And then then you feel like free when you when you can. Well, here's who's going to suffer
2: from this post covid world that I'm living in is the listeners, because we might have to change Wednesday show. I don't know if I'm ever going to have another black cloud. I ain't shitting you when I'm telling you nothing but good things have been happening to me since I survived covid. Um, and let me give you some examples and they might be kind of goofy to you, but if you know my life, which most of you, if not all of you do, you know, that there's, that's why we started the black cloud podcast. The OG of what we do is because there's always something shitty that happens. It doesn't matter where it's at or what it is. Like I call somebody up for customer service. I'm going to have a shitty situation. Nate, attest to it. Please make sure people know that I'm not lying.
4: Oh yeah. Every time.
2: So (laughs) since I survived COVID, um, I've had nothing but good things. The first day that I went out, okay, uh, one of the first things that I did, I went into the office depot because I still have to get the fucking chairs for Brandon. I promised him new office chairs in the Golden Scissors studio, and I ordered them from Amazon like two and a half weeks ago, and they fucked up the order. They never got here. They refunded my money. Um, I'm like, screw this. I'm just going to go buy them. So I go up to the office depot. I need to buy two office chairs. I know which ones I want. I wanted to make sure that they were on sale and I needed another laptop. I was getting a, a, a Chromebook because, um, of the, my court caddy stuff. Now that I've got the, the shed outside, which by the way, I, I decided to paint. So I got CertiPro pro painters of Roswell coming over to, to paint it. So it camouflages into the house. And, uh, And, you know, I wanted just a laptop in there so I can have it all set up so I can print out the labels and blah, 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 blah. So I go into Office Depot. Every time I go into a store, I just automatically expect this is not going to go well. That's just my life. You know, Nate, anytime you've been into a store with me, you know it's not going to go well. That's why you always have your phone out ready to film, right? Yeah, it's going to take longer
4: than you expected because something always happens.
2: Something always fucking happens. So, uh... So I go in and there's this guy that I've dealt with before, and he helps me out. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but he he was tremendous. Absolutely, his name was Jason. Absolutely tremendous was the nicest guy in the world. And you would think kind of like when you meet him, he wasn't going to be that guy. Comes across as a little pretentious um, and a little douchey, like nerdy douchey. Most of the people at Office Depot are like that, you know. Like when you go into a GameStop, you can't find a fucking normal person that works in the GameStop. You know, they're 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 just all like you know, profe- like I know more than you. Professional gamer rejects, right? That's all they are, you know. <laughs> yeah, if that's even a thing. So this guy, I'm like, you know, I didn't think much of it at the time. I'm like, thank you, you know, thank. And <clears throat> when I went to go buy the laptop, you know, I was like, are you price match, right? And he's like, yeah. I was like, well, let me just look. Do you mind? And I asked him, I said, do you mind? He goes, oh, no, 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 please. I don't work off commission. He's like, I just want to make sure you get the best deal. And he was walking me through because, you know, I've never bought a Chromebook. I'm not a Windows guy. I didn't want Windows. It doesn't have Windows on it. But you know, but I didn't want to spend the money on a Mac, another Mac, because of what I needed for. I literally needed ports and a, to go to a certain website. That's all I needed for. And so I find a comparable uh, laptop Chromebook a Best Buy online for like a hundred dollars cheaper. And it's pretty much the same thing has all the same specs and it's pretty much the same thing. i "Oh, buy that one. He goes, if you don't buy that one, you're missing out. That's the nicest thing in the world. Right. And so, you know, like I get through that and I leave <clears throat> and I'm going, God, that was just such a pleasant experience. I really had a good day so far. Not only am I out of quarantine, but I just met a really nice man that helped me out. And I got the office chairs. Brandon's going to be happy. I text him right away. So it's like, this is a good day. I'm contributing to the world. Um, didn't think because it's post-COVID yet. And then I get home a couple days later. I've got to call this other company. And uh, I, I messed up on an order for a Christmas prize for Rach. Do uh, you know anything about peach, peach, what is it, peach skin sheets? you know anything about that? Yeah, I think we have those. They're great. They're fantastic. Yeah. Brandon and I don't have sheets, but it's what you put on top of the mattress, which is usually on a frame, not
3: on the floor. Is it like fuzzy?
2: <laughs> no, it's not
3: fuzzy. Well, peach skin is fuzzy, right?
2: I understand that. But they're they're Georgia, there's a Georgia company. Uh, uh, they're actually headquarters is in Alpharetta, just north of me. And and I've they used to have a the only reason I know them because they used to have a kiosk by our friends, uh, uh, the acupuncture, or acupuncture friends at North Point Mall. And I go up there, I've been going there for years to get massages, and they used to have a kiosk right there, and I'd always see it. I'm like, that sounds, like, doesn't that just sound like a good sheet?
4: Yeah, because it has that, um, I mean, like Brandon said, like, you think of it like peach skin, and it's, like, very soft and fuzzy and delicate, so yeah, it's a good name.
2: Yeah, so I bought them before, and they're cooling sheets, too, and my wife has got temperature issues because of her hormones after the hysterectomy and stuff, so you know, try to make it so it's as cool as possible for it. Anyway, so I, I, bought, I bought the wrong pillowcases. I bought standard, not king. Whoops, my bad. So I call up and I talk to this lady. Her name is Karen. You know, like, oh, shit, this isn't going to go well because her name's Karen. And, uh... And and she says to me, she goes, oh, no, not a problem. You know, you know you've know, got that southern hospitality going thing going. She's an older woman. Like, not a problem. She's like, I see your order right here. Da, 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 da. She didn't give me the my computers are running slow or any of that bullshit that most of these customers. Say. Da, da, da. She's like, OK, your new order shipped out. It'll be there just in a couple days. I said, oh, thank you for making that so easy. I appreciate that. Um, and I said, well, can you tell me the address to, to send back the the original order? You know what she says? I, I want you to guess what she says to me. Just take a fucking guess what she says to me when I ask to send back the, the original order. Just keep it. Oh,
3: honey, you just keep it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But, well, but that was an option. She gives me options. She goes, you just keep it and donate it. You know, she goes, I know a lot of these places need bedding. She goes, why don't you just donate it or you can keep it if you need an extra set. I was like, and I asked her, I said, ma'am, I go, do you do, I mean, do you do this for everyone that has a return order? Because, you know, it's, it's not overly expensive, but it's not cheap either. I mean, it's $30 in my pocket. $30 is $30. A company cannot continue to just give up $30. I mean, I know they can write this stuff off at the end of the year, which is helpful, which I know is part of the plan, but either way. You know, you could repackage it or I don't know what you do with it. But um, so she's like, yeah, if it's just one like piece in an order, like if you've got like five different things, then they're going to probably, then she says, we'll have you send it back. But if it's just one and there's not a history of you doing it, we want you to donate it to somebody that needs help. And I'm like, oh my God, it's COVID. It's surviving COVID. If you get through COVID and do the right things, I really believe that good things will happen to you.
3: Did I, I, you happen well, to see any butterflies before all this happened? Because you might be in a COVID coma, and this might not be real, none of it.
2: <laughs> yeah, you delirious. Is, what, what is that secondary world that everybody says we're living in?
3: Oh, no, like we're the looking. metaverse? Yeah. You might, you might just be laying somewhere with a VR headset, and you're hooked up to a hospital <laughs> machine. <laughs> <laughs> you,
2: you know what, Brandon? You possibly could be correct there. Is that a, th- is that a thing, a COVID coma?
3: Uh don't know. Or just make that up. I mean, it, it could be possible. I don't know. Because you
2: might, I'm, yeah. like, I'm starting to second-guess my life now after that comment. Like, this is, <laughs> we're not really doing this right now either. These This is all, I'm in some coma, and this is all one big fucking, how trippy would that be? I If that were true, and I were to someday wake up, I would have major munchies. Because that is a trip and a half, if that were true.
4: <laughs> You've actually been in a coma. You had COVID three months ago. You're just waking up and you have to go to the station tomorrow. Sorry, dude. <laughs> can I, re,
2: excuse me, fat kid in the front row of this hand raised. Can I stay in the coma, please? <laughs> we'll put you back in. Matter of fact, if that's the end result, you can take me off the ventilator. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you, I had that. I had a couple other things like the Serta pro stuff. I mean, I expect Jay from just cause I have a relationship with him. You know, he was, he comes over. He's always very helpful and stuff, but You know, it's just like there's just nothing bad. Like I'm going to be stretching probably for a black cloud for this week just because I can't find anything that's going
4: wrong. I just
2: don't know what to do. And it's because I, I really believe it's because I'm doing the right things and I survived COVID. I really do
4: but these could be just setups for black clouds. You're you're going to get the computer. It's not going to work. You're going to send it back. It's going to take weeks. The sheets say you got, they're going to catch on fire, set your bed on fire. You never know if there's just something that could step into it.
2: I told, I told Rach just the other day and she goes, she goes, just give it time, honey. Just give it time. Yeah. She's like, I've seen this. And I said, no. So I, I sent her that, um, that, uh, that horoscope story that we were talking about on Friday and I said, look at this. I go, because she's a Gemini too. I said, look at this. See, this is my year. And, and I think you put yourself, you know, in all seriousness, you know, you want good things to happen. You've got to think good things to happen. You know, it's, it, it, I am a mind over matter guy. If you, you know, that's why I distance myself from negative people in my life. My family is because any type of negativity that comes into your, it, we, People don't realize this, and this is a scientific fact. Human beings are, we run off of energy, uh, electricity. We have electricity running through our bodies. Like when you get shocked, we have electricity running through our bodies. And I was told a really cool story the other day. So I thought it was a good idea as soon as I got out of quarantine to uh, to go to a personal trainer. By the way, it was a good idea, um, but that COVID will wear you out. (laughs) You're not (laughs) like, I'm still sore. I'm seeing him like three times a week. Uh, he's a great guy and he knows his shit. Uh, he's been training my wife and my daughter for quite some time. And I was like, I need some, I just need a different workout. You know, it's just because I, I just need, I just like to change it up every once in a while. So I went into him right after COVID. So I've been going to him. His name's Matt. And you guys know about the story with, uh, I'm sure – well, maybe you do or don't. I'm sure the listeners definitely well, – this is a national story. The young man, Robbie, that was the quarterback at Roswell High School here in Georgia that that, that died. Yeah. Yeah, during surgery? No.
4: Complications from surgery?
2: No, that's actually a misconception. That's not really what happened. Um, his girlfriend kind of went to social media before a little bit. He actually got out of surgery and went on vacation he didn't die in the hospital during his, his shoulder surgery. You know, he went, he got out and went uh, with his family on vacation afterwards. Um, and then that's when he started having complications. And they found that he had too much ammonia in his body. And they believe that it stems from some type of liver condition. You know, if, if you know, you, people that drink a lot and have liver conditions will develop uh, high amounts of ammonia in, in the body. And when the ammonia gets to your brain, the brain swells. Um, but usually, if you have any type of uh, liver disease or cancer, they can, they can fix it and, and sustain it. In this case, whatever the, case, the reason was, it was too much, went to his head, put him in a coma, <clears throat> and then he, he, he passed. It's a very, very sad story because, from what I understand, he was such a fantastic young man, and it's very, very sad. So uh, my trainer trained him and he knew the family very well and he was at the funeral and he, he didn't know what to say to the father. Um, the father was kind of getting sick of everybody saying, you know, it's what God's will was. I mean, again, remember we're in the South, you know, this is what it was supposed to be and blah, blah, blah. But you don't want it. You might want to hear that once or twice, but you just lose a loved one. Yeah, I get it. You know, it's like, <laughs> stop, please. <laughs> now it's becoming a Hallmark card. You know, I don't mm. need it. So, Matt reached out to somebody that's I don't want to get into detail who it was, but um, let's just say they've been through this process numerous times because of the act of war. And that person gave a description, um, a consoling definition of death that I've never heard before. Um, I mean, like, think about it when you lose somebody. What what calms you down? What calms your nerves? Because neither one of you, I think, are overly religious. I know, Nate, you're not overly religious. You know, yeah. if, you, if you are, somebody can just say it's God's will and you buy into it and bam. But is there anything or anyone that you've lost in your life that's made you have a calming feeling after they gave you some type of post-death advice?
4: Not really. It's I just think it's just time. That's really the only thing that can heal it other than if somebody said like oh they if you thought they'd passed with pain and they somehow you found out that they didn't and they it was peacefully that's probably the only thing i would think brandon
3: yeah i don't know if anyone's ever said anything to me at a funeral that helped i mean it's just always oh i'm sorry you know and it's just just kind of intaking it and be like, all right appreciate it
2: well, I've told this story before, and I'll make this quick before I, I give what this guy said to, to, to my trainer, who then in turn told the family, because uh, I think it's absolutely brilliant advice. And I'm always a fan of learning something or hearing something that I've never heard or learned before and passing it on. You know, back in when I was in my 20s, so 20-some years ago, I lost a lot of people in my life that I was close to consecutively. And I was just starting out my career, so I'm young, I'm confused. You know, I, I don't have a plan and, you know, don't any money and, and I'm just trying to figure stuff out. You know, I lose my, you know, my second stepfather who I became close with. I lost a, lost a couple buddies in high school to drunk driving accidents. Um, I lost my dog uh, and, and then I lose my grandmother. Um, so it was like just like one thing after another. And and I never really during that stretch of people, because it was like once a month, You know, and I'm still working throughout, you know, this whole thing, trying to become something in radio and then trying to pay bills and and have relationships. And it was just a lot going on. And it wasn't until my buddy Scott Mulhan, my fraternity brother, who at 22 passed away of melanoma. I'm at his funeral and I lose it. I just lose it. I'm crying so hard. I can't even see. It was like somebody took jars of Vaseline and put them over my eyes and we're outside and uh, at Scotty's funeral in uh, in in, a Dr. Phillips, just outside of Orlando. It's where he went to school. He's an all-star baseball player, Johnny Damon, you know, his first son is named after Scotty because they, they play ball together when they're in high school and stuff. And so uh, I remember in my head, you know, I'm not an overly religious person, but I am a spiritual person. I was like, God, why him? And I just remember everything stopping. It was a surreal moment. And it was like a voice just said to me, look around and I looked around, and there were thousands of people at this 22-year-old's funeral. It was like he served his purpose, right? Now, going back to what I was saying before with everyone that was telling this young man's father, the same thing. You serve your purpose. That's kind of the cliche line, right? Not necessarily going to help you. This guy tells my trainer, because <clears throat> he's been through death so much, that the human body is made up of energy. And when... the, the People don't ever die. It's not necessarily reincarnation, but people don't really die. And it's this nothing to do with ghost stories either. The energy from your body, just like energy from anything else, is going to go someplace else, right? Energy jumps. Energy goes somewhere. So when your body shuts down, that energy, and we all have, or not energy, I should say electricity, that electricity in your body, your energy, your soul, jumps and goes somewhere else. doesn't necessarily you're going to be Nate in, in a tree, but the energy, the electricity from your soul, from your body, has to scientifically go somewhere else. Does that make sense? You buy into that?
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, that's why I think that's what people see when they see ghosts. It's just the energy of somebody who passed. All right, I'm
2: getting there. So I'm sure most of you listening right now have got a story where you're talking about a, uh, a loved one that you lost and the hair on the back of your neck or on your arms stands up, right?
4: Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm.
2: So what makes hair stand up on the body? Uh,
3: electricity. Electricity.
2: So it might not necessarily be a ghost, right? I mean, because <clears throat> that's a whole other conversation, but it could possibly be, and I'd buy into it, the electricity of that person. That's there with you at that time could possibly be in your body. How fucking deep is that shit?
4: Yeah, that's crazy. I, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a possibility. I think it's your your brain is what you get, what gives you goosebumps and stuff.
2: Well, if you look at the brain, like scientifically, you see all the electricity going through. I mean, there is like for, you know, there's electricity in your, in your brain. I mean, it's, you know, like robots, You know, so this this was an interesting theory that that he told me that you don't have to be a religious person or a spiritual person. um, And if you're just an all inside, I mean, you can, you know, because it kind of goes hand in hand with science. Right. And that's where this guy was coming from. He goes, I'm coming to I'm coming to you from a scientific point of view, Uh, you know, because you can't argue with science. Right. I I, I don't know. Yeah. Just thought that was so interesting.
4: Yeah, that is interesting. Um, and that's where a lot of things come from is maybe not completely understood. Because when, when you get goosebumps, that's all the muscles in your body or in the in your like follicles and stuff tightening. Um, so a lot of things come from, they go, they're, they're for a good reason, but maybe not a complete understanding of why things happen. Yeah, this podcast is getting
2: very, very intellectual.
4: Oh, yeah, we're, we're getting deep.
2: I'm <laughs> telling you right now. I mean, this is a great conversation to have. Um like on social media. I mean, this is good stuff right here. I, I'm still blown away by the original conversation that I was like, I can't wait to share this story. Uh, I hope he's cool with it. You know, I, I think it's a phenomenal story.
4: Yeah, that's definitely one of those calming, calming stories that probably didn't help you feel better. If somebody were to tell me that story um, after losing a loved one, it would calm me down. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, now that I think about it, I mean, the most recent loss I had is Pharaoh, our dog. But um, I think some of the every, everybody said, obviously, very nice things. But some of the I think the best things and you probably experienced this too, Jason with Allie, was when people would tell you that how like how much they loved you or or like the the animal like you know like you you can tell that they were happy and that you just wanted to know that you did good by them so that was like one of the comforting things that I experienced was just those those kind words saying that not like oh I lost my dog too I understand how you feel it was more like I can feel how your dog feels and I I think that your dog really appreciated the kind of life that you gave them
2: well with petunia or new puppy, which has a lot of resemblance to, to Allie, you know, I see a lot of Allie in her. And for the first time the other day, <clears throat> I started to teach her to be a, a, a worker lady fella. And I brought her down at the golden scissor studio and Allie had a bed down here with her blankies. And, uh, and, and, and Toon Toons has never been down in the studio for a, for a long period of time. And she came down and she adjusted immediately, um, and laid in the bed and started to do certain things that Allie would do, and you know after that because the story that I just told you about the electricity and stuff was told to me a, a few days ago, so there's there's a time gap in here. And, and Toon Tunes, you know, after hearing that story, it just kind of dawned on me it went, and I was like, God, that's so weird. I mean, because she's a puppy, she's twelve weeks old, I'm like for her to do these certain things like exactly that Allie did. I mean, it was like to a T. I'm going. You know, maybe some of her energy transferred from her bed to her. You know what I mean? Like the electric yeah, yeah. Like I know some of you listening right now are going, Jason, you're just talking out your fucking ass right now. This story is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a story's for real, but you don't have to buy into the theory. I get it. It's not for everybody, but I, I just I. Whenever I learn something that I don't know and I think is extremely interesting, or I hear something that I've never heard, you know, I've, I've lived 46 years, so I've heard and seen some shit. Um, I, I, I'm like, you know, if there's, if there's another way to, 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 to get all blue on one side on the Rubik's cube that I don't know, I'm going to share it to with you. Uh, and I thought that was pretty interesting. Brandon, do you buy into anything that, that I just said?
3: Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, it does help you, you know, get through tough times. If you have a escape, like some people will say Cardinals, like red Cardinals are a sign that a loved one's nearby uh, voice cracked Hear The voice yep. crack <laughs> Hear the Did voice see crack? A Cardinal. Yeah, no. See, no, there's that's a crow, but close enough. Yeah,
2: the crows, the the crows, and the uh, the vultures are around Brandon's house. (laughs) He doesn't have any cardinals. It's just the sign of death that circles over Brandon's house. Uh, All right. Before we get to one question, actually, we can do one question with Brandon right now.
0: One question with Brandon. Which, by the way,
2: is uh, available to be sponsored. Like Nate's Mexico Moment is sponsored uh, by Furry Family Comfort Care. One Question with Brandon is sponsored as, uh, or can be sponsored just like Better With Fuck that we do on Fridays. And that will be an interesting sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're gonna have to find a special somebody to sponsor that yeah, one maybe a sex shop
3: <laughs> frank's red hot
2: yeah it's gonna have to be somebody that's pretty okay with just about anything Um yeah. i'm starting to see that with some uh sponsors potential sponsors that will listen to the show and be like yeah it's a little Shows sure a little bit too edgy for, for a brand, for a problem. Well, well, so be it. It's as real as, as real can get, so I don't know what to do. All right, your one question, Brandon, please. People love
3: this. If time travel was possible, wouldn't we already know? Meaning, wouldn't someone have invented it and came back, or you think there's rules to win? Like, if time travel's invented in 2035, you can't go back any further than that.
2: Rules like they've already... That's a that's a, that's a really good question, by the way. Like, rules like they've time-traveled, and in order to time-travel, you have to swear that you won't tell anyone you're time-traveling. Is that what you're saying?
3: Uh, well, no, not exactly like that. Kind of like, you know, here's the start date. This is all we have in the system. We can't go back any further because we never recorded it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, well, there yeah. have been cases. I mean, if you buy into some of these TikTok... Uh, tiktokers that say they're time travelers which I don't um, but there have been some cases and probably the best of my memory is the picture this was a couple years ago there was a news story of somebody that found this old picture of this I mean like black and white old like 1920s maybe even earlier than that picture of a woman walking on the streets with a cell phone you guys remember that story oh yeah yeah, yeah. I do remember that And they were trying to figure out what it was, but it looked like a fucking cell phone. You know, like, well, she had to be a time traveler. Um, I believe time travels. Well, I think it's been proven time travel is possible, you know, because it's all about the speed of light or speed of speed of sounds, speed of light, speed of light.
4: I don't think think it's it's been proven. I think it's just there's a theory.
2: Well, have you ever seen Back to the Future?
4: Yeah, yeah but and then, again,
2: what is it? Electricity? Fucking lightning bolt! It all comes back to electricity, boys and girls.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think it's possible for that reason. Like Brandon, uh, Brandon's question is: somebody would have came back and let us know. And if it was possible, um, you would be able to go back and kill yourself, and you would never existed anyway. And that would be a paradox. So you could. Not I'm getting.
2: Do that. I'm getting ready to make you admit that you're a hypocrite. You believe in aliens, right? Right. If you believe in aliens, you have to believe in time travel. Why? Because they live light years away, billions of light years away. They have the technology to get billions of light years within a split second. That's why whenever you see these videos of UFOs, the way that they're moving, we don't have anything on Earth that can move the way that these UFOs move.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and, and then they disappear. When they disappear, the theory is, is that they're just going back to wherever they're going they you know, because we know for a fact that there are galaxies far, far away. We've seen them, you know, as, as far as what our technology will let us see, you know, like it took us how many how long to get to Mars. So these, you know, aliens have technology to get there within seconds, which means that that's the speed of light or sound or whatever it is that they possess, which would give them time travel.
4: Yeah, but you're assuming that aliens have been here. Aliens can exist and not have came to Earth. Oh, they've been here. They run this shit.
2: I'm convinced. <laughs> and, 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 it's and soon we're going to find. What was the? Uh, not, was it Nostradamus or the other chick, Baba Baba Rinky or whatever?
3: Baba
2: Vanga. Baba Vanga. Thank you, Brandon. That said, 2022 is the year that we will have proof of, of, of aliens visiting Earth.
3: This is the well, year they
2: have that.
4: But if you, go, if you go to another planet. Let's say you go to you know some planet, even in our solar system, that doesn't have combustible or combustible engines or, or gasoline or whatever fuel that they use. You would say, "Oh well, there's no way that they could get you know anybody else could get here. Maybe they have, maybe the aliens have something that we don't have that we just can't explain yet. Some other kind of uh, propulsion. Actually, uh, some of the theories are magnetism. They can." Um, harness, uh, use magnetism so they don't have to use fossil fuels to, to travel.
2: That's why when they come and abduct you, they take all the magnets off your refrigerator. That's why your kid's <laughs> A-plus report card is on the floor after you're abducted and scoped by an alien. It's because they took your <laughs> fucking paperclip magnet off the refrigerator.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: but, Brandon, like you were saying, like if they would have already came here, actually Stephen Hawking threw a time traveler party, I think in like 2010, and set up an entire party and said, he put out invitations and said, hey, anybody that's a time traveler, come to this party. So, this had, if they were from the future, they would already have record of this party happening and they would have gone to his party to show them it was that it could have happened and nobody showed up. So, I don't think time travel is possible.
2: Was it an open invite? Who would not want to party with Stephen Hawking? Exactly. I would have showed up just to say, hey, look, I'm kind of a time traveler, but I just wanted to meet you. <laughs> Can I wheel you to the keg? <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess time travel could also be, like, objective, because, like, it takes you 100 miles. To ride a bike going 100 miles is going to take you longer than in a car. So are you time traveling, or are you just getting there faster? Is that what time travel is? Maybe in the future. I think it'd probably be easier to travel to the future.
4: What do you back. think about it at your house? Like, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think because I think... And maybe that's what I'm thinking. It was like, you can, maybe you can time travel forward, but you can never go back. I think that's the thing. Because you, time actually is slower, or it's either slower, yeah, I think it, yeah, it's slower by larger mass objects. So if you circled a black hole for 100 years, and then came back to Earth, I think like a thousand years would have passed or something like that. So things it, it's like microseconds around larger planets. But I don't know if you can go into the past. I think it, time can just slow down for you or speed up into the future.
2: Well, if you really want to get nitpicky, time travel is totally possible because of the time zones. Like I can, no, yeah. I mean
4: yeah that's true, yeah, because it was twenty it was twenty twenty two right yeah like super early in the morning in Australia before we'd even experienced it
2: right exactly <laughs> but but that 's just because you know of how we do our time um, yeah. I, I need to can I stay the night at your house just to see what the fuck goes on over there
3: here's yeah, the food time right here who do you, who
2: do you talk to? Do you have conversations like this outside the podcast, like do you go over to deaf August and you guys sit around naked and Indian style drinking Jamaican Thunderbird and smoking some <laughs> some green, you know, gypsy salad and say, yeah, I got some questions. And he's like, what do you do?
3: <laughs> I mean, yeah, sometimes we talk about them. Usually it's just me just driving around and I'll see something. I'll be like, I'll look at that bird. And then I'll be like, what? Did, did we design planes after birds? Or did birds, you know, design themselves after planes?
2: Hmm. And do, you say, you know
3: that, do you say these things out loud? No, not usually. Yeah.
2: I have a lot of those conversations. I don't think you're that weird. I, I have some odd conversations with like, I do weird things the other day. I don't know if you saw the post that, um, I was watching Beverly Hills cop and he checks into the Beverly Hills hotel. And you know, they only, oh char- yeah, the price difference. Yeah. They only charged him 234, $35, which is a standard room rate, even though they got the suite because he bitched and complained. And I was like, Hmm, 1984, a room there was 230, even though that was the Biltmore hotel, uh, is where they shot it. But I was like, Hmm, That was 1984. I wonder what the room rate is in 2022. So I put it on pause and took the time to research the room rate at the Beverly Hills Hotel. And for a standard room, it was like $1,215. Like, yeah, fucking inflation. Look at that shit. (laughs) (laughs) People were commenting. They're going quarantine. Jesus, Batman, or holy, holy quarantine, Batman, like really fucked with your head. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so anyway good question brandon uh, a couple things remember new uh, new website podcast the bs do you want to brag about that a little bit uh nate everything that's on there
4: yeah i mean it's a great place so if you if you want to buy some merch or if you just have some friends that um that you think would be interested in the bs to send them to subscribe um obviously you can't listen to it there because you got to be a two percenter to to hear it but um uh, just kind of a, a home place for everything uh all bs
2: yeah okay cool so it's it's a verb the url is a verb podcast the bs.com uh that is our new website you can still go to jasonbailey.com and, and get to the podcast but you know and then from there there are links to all of what we do subscribe to our youtube page that's free you know brandon does a great job with putting snaps from the shows up there we release wednesday's show in its entirety on youtube and also on uh spotify with the the new uh video element that you know, we're a small group of people that are are, are, are testing this out for them. Uh, and then on Instagram and uh, TikTok and, and, and Facebook, everywhere you can find us. So if you're a two percenter, I'm, I'm assuming you've got all that covered. Tell a friend. That's how we're going to get bigger. And the only way we're going to get bigger is if you tell a friend. Plus two percenters here in the near future. And I'm talking like within the next couple of days. There, We've got some really cool stuff for those that subscribe to the show. Our way of saying thank you uh, are coming just for the two percenters. So that and also want to remind you of the big benefit concert. Just trying to help out my friends in the band Distinct Grace. Uh, they will be teaming up with the W.E.S. Foundation for Leukemia Research January 21st. If you are in the Atlanta area and you feel comfortable and safe, Smith's old bar Uh, starting at 7.15 with comedy from Atlanta comedian Sean Campbell and then finishing the night out with music. Uh, You can get tickets off of freshticks.com. Just search for, uh, I'm assuming, Distinct Grace, but we also have it up on our social media. Brandon's put it up there. Uh, It's just a great event for leukemia research, and that's what Distinct Grace does. It's a a band, a cover band. I've been working with these guys for years. They're my friends. Lead singer uh, Chuck, they're all... Uh, former military and they perform and they never take a dime they just um they just raise money for different foundations it's just they're con- contributing they're contributing to the world in a good way plus if you listen to the show and you go to Smith's old bar and you tell them that you're a 2%er you listen to the BS you mention any of our names your ticket's 10 bucks and will be donated in your name uh for the cause which is cool too so with that being said uh, we lost Nate somewhere in Mexico. He fell into some water, Brandon, check on him. Other than that, thanks for listening
0: and bye. get off my lawn. It's old man, Kevin, and the BS is done for right now.
1: Please share,
4: like, and support podcast.bx.com. It's better than radio.
0: Now get out of here.
2: Everybody seems to be loving the new BS Better Than Radio t-shirts as we roll those out. Well, the Better Than Radio logo on the front was done by my buddy Ryan Bennett at Create Graphics. He does all my stuff, always has. Uh, He's great. Like the Mike Corketti stuff, he did it all. Uh, he helps out my wife with her real estate stuff. Uh, but uh, it's not just the apparel side of things. Ryan and Creek Graphics, are, they're a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, wide-format printing, graphic installation. We're talking vehicle wraps, amazing jobs of these vehicle wraps, corporate events, interior and exterior events, graphic design, and, of course, uh, the apparel. So if you're looking to take your brand to the next level, in which we are, and I know Ryan can help us do that, uh, that's why I use him, and you should, too. Uh, for any of those things that I just talked about, superior quality products, excellent customer service. He's always picking up the phone. And you guys know me one strike and you're out the door with customer service, friend or not. Uh, but I've never had that issue with Ryan and Create Graphics. CreateGraphics.net serving Metro Atlanta and shipping worldwide. So if you're listening out of state to the BS, don't worry about it. CreateGraphics.net 770 369 9962.